0: Welcome to the Live The More podcast, where we explore going deeper in intimacy with God, finding meaning and satisfaction in our day, and making a lasting impact in our world. Welcome back, everybody. The last couple of episodes, we've been talking about the subject of burnout. First, we started by defining it and understanding what it is. And then we talked about what do you do when you recognize that maybe you are burning out or you have burned out. We've understood that burnout is a reaction to prolonged stress that accumulates and builds and builds to the point where you feel as if you can't do anything anymore. Well, today I want to dive in a little bit deeper into one of the causes of burnout and its effect, and then I want to talk about how to overcome it. The cause and effect today that I want to discuss is low self-worth that leads to people-pleasing, which can then obviously lead to burnout, low self-worth that leads to people-pleasing, which can then lead to burnout. And I want to start by sharing a story that is funny in hindsight, but I'll tell you it was not funny at the time. Back in 2010, my wife and I were young, idealistic missionaries living in Budapest, Hungary. During that time, we had been asked by many people to do many different kinds of things, and we were happy to. We were happy to serve in whatever way we could. It's why we were there, after all. Our mission initially, going to Budapest, was to invest in people, was to spend time with people. We were only there for two years initially, and then we came back to the States and ended up going back for a much longer time. But during that first two years, where you find us in this particular story, we knew we had to make the most of our time. And so we wanted to spend as much time learning language as we could, spend as much time investing in in people as we could, because we knew the time was short. And our mission was to invest in the people who could then turn around and invest in others and have this sort of uh, reciprocal effect and, and exponential effect. Well, as you probably can imagine, there are so many needs and opportunities that, that come your way when you identify yourself as a missionary, because people understand that you're there to help. And one of those particular opportunities was to roof a friend's house. Now, that doesn't sound too crazy, obviously. You know, if you have a good friend, you would want to help them out, even if it was something like roofing their house or changing a toilet. But this particular person, first of all, we didn't know very well. And second of all, had already asked uh, quite a few things of us. And so we were in a situation where... This person just kept asking, and we felt as if we were maybe giving a little bit too much leeway and giving a little bit too much of our time, but we didn't know how to say no. And so when this person asked us if we could come out outside of the city of Budapest into the suburbs and spend the day roofing the house, we said yes, and we almost instantly regretted it. It took about an hour and a half to take the train outside of the city. When we finally arrived at the house, we were we were joining up with this person's family and realized that there were plenty of people there to help. And, well, we weren't we weren't really needed, but, okay, we're here already. We'll go ahead and get to work. And we started helping as much as we could. And we were trying to make the best of it. We were using whatever Hungarian we had to communicate with the people who were helping. And then, almost instantaneously, my wife and I looked at each other. And we realized, this is not what we should be doing right now. One, they didn't really need our help. Two, it was painfully hot. We were using the whole day on, on on this effort. And three, this is not why we came. Yeah, yeah, it's great to help. And of course, you know, there's always going to be a need somewhere in the world. But we didn't come all the way to Budapest, Hungary to help someone put a new roof on their house. Yes, we were glad to help serve the poor, especially when it was strategic and we saw that it was going to be investing in local churches and we saw that it was going to be in line with our mission, but this seemed kind of random. This was for someone that we hardly knew and, and there wasn't really a connection for like long-term sort of uh, investment. This was really just someone that we hardly knew, kind of an acquaintance, asked us to roof the house and we said yes. Why did we say yes? Because we didn't know how to say no. We didn't have a strong enough self-worth to say, you know, I don't really need to be doing this right now because if I do this, if I say yes to this, I'm saying no to some other things that have a little more long-term strategic, strategic impact. And it led to a discussion that my wife and I had about our boundaries. We realized after that situation that we had really bad boundaries. We didn't know how to say no. We didn't know how to commit to a vision and, and understand what is our purpose when we're working towards something and to say no to a good thing in order to commit to the great thing and, and things like that. It was, it was really hard for us to do that. And I think the reason why it was most difficult for us is because, at least for me, I didn't have a strong enough self-worth. I didn't know how to love myself enough to say, you know, John, you can trust your instincts here. Or, you know, John, this isn't really what you need to be doing. Or, you know, John, you can take a step back and pray about this. Instead, I just said yes and yes and yes. And the results are actually kind of sad. You see, we ended up roofing as much of that house as we could. We got so hot and so tired that we ended up having to leave early. We were ridiculed by the people we were helping for leaving early. And when we got back home, we realized after looking back on circumstance after circumstance with this set of friends that we'd been taken advantage of. And, you know, we they didn't mean to take advantage of us. And we we gave them as much as they were asking, but we never said no. And they were going to continue to ask until we said no. And it was really difficult because it put a strain on that friendship and ended up ending that friendship, especially after other situations occurred that where they continued to ask and we finally said no, but... By the time that happened, we were saying no out of a place of frustration, not out of a place of health or setting healthy boundaries, but simply saying, no, leave me alone. And so it put a strain on the relationship. And what we realized through that whole situation is that all of this could have been avoided if we had simply had a better sense of self-worth and better boundaries. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're giving more than you can bear, but you're the one who allowed it to happen? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not these people's fault for asking us to help them roof their house. (laughs) They were just asking. If anything, I can look myself in the mirror and say, you know, John, this really was your fault. You could have said no. But for you, maybe you're agreeing to work weekends when you previously said that you wouldn't. Maybe you're saying yes to too many opportunities and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're falling behind in work. Maybe you're saying yes to too many volunteer opportunities at your church and you don't know how to say no and you feel guilty for saying no. Or you feel like God won't love you if you say no. I don't know what the situation is, but if you're finding yourself in this situation, you're probably asking, how can I get out of this? And what will happen if I set a boundary and say no? And I hope that you're asking yourself, why? <laughs> why did I let this happen in the first place? So let's just take a few minutes to talk about self-worth. I think in the Christian community, especially in the evangelical West, it's very, very easy to dismiss self-worth. I know for me, in my more conservative uh, evangelical circles that I had run in in my past, self-worth was like a naughty word because the referent there, self, is not where you find your worth. So it goes. You only find your worth from God, and to find your worth from yourself is is wrong. Well, yes and no. If I'm only looking to myself to find my own sense of worth and, and value, then yes, of course, that might be a moving target because, well, the way I view myself changes from day to day. However, if I completely dismiss my own conscience and my own uh, instincts and, and the image that God has, has made me in, then I'm not going to trust myself, and I'm not going to be in a place where I love myself. And I find that really interesting, because when Jesus says that the law and the prophets is summed up by what we call the golden rule, you love your neighbor as you would love yourself, he's commanding us to consider, how do you love yourself? What does it look like to love oneself? Or you can look to Paul in the letter to the Ephesians, When he's speaking to husbands and he says, no one hates his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it. So he encourages us to care for our wives and and do the same, to nourish and cherish them in the same way that we would nourish and cherish our own bodies. So the Bible is not opposed to self-love and self-care. You can look at the mission of Jesus and see many times where he said no to people, In order to find rest, in order to pull away and spend time with the Father. Or he filtered his activities. He filtered what he was going to be involved in and who he spent time with based on his mission. He often said no and said no to good things, even in order to say yes to a greater thing, in order to say yes to the mission that he was on. And when I look at Jesus, I see someone who had self worth and knew exactly where he came from and exactly where he was going. That, my friends, is loving oneself. And so I think for us it's important that we need and understand how to discover self-worth, how to love ourselves. And I understand that this is touchy because well there there's a whole movement out there that says that the only thing you need in life is just to trust your own feelings and to trust trust your own gut and to love yourself, and that's all you need. And I think that lets the pendulum swing a bit too far towards what I think is more of a modernist view of humanity, more of the Cartesian view, where you have Rene Descartes saying, I think, therefore I am, right? And what Descartes is saying is his his being, his existence, refers back to the fact that he is thinking, that he is a... a He is a cognizant human being, and I don't think it's that far, but I do think we have to bring in God, and and the way that we can bring in God with this is we can understand that God, through the person of Jesus, encourages us to love ourselves, encourages us to love others the way we we love ourselves, to see ourselves as the person who was created in the image of God, who was fearfully and wonderfully made, as it says in Psalm 139. And when we do that, it's a lot easier to trust our instincts, to to ask the Holy Spirit to speak, and to then trust that the Holy Spirit is speaking through our conscience and through our instincts, and we can ask questions and set boundaries. And the way that I often see this is in the corporate world is in the area of job descriptions. So you think about a job description, a job description clearly outlines your vision, your purpose, your mission, what are you doing, why are you doing it? And the job description is like a gate. And this is how people who talk about boundary setting often refer to this. You have fences and you have gates. A fence says to somebody, you can't come in here, but a gate says you can come in through this way. And a job description says, you can go through these pathways, but you should stop at these pathways. And if you have a clear job description at work, it prevents you from burning out because you know what you're supposed to commit to, right? But the trouble comes when you start saying yes to things that are way outside your job description and you start, you start over committing. Or if you can remember the book, The One Minute Manager Meets the Monkey, uh, where it talks about people taking on too many tasks and these are the the metaphorical monkeys that climb on your back and pretty soon you're overrun and you're running around and they're pulling your hair out and you're pulling your hair out. So the idea is to set clear boundaries based on your job description so that you know what your vision and mission is and you can come back to that. If you don't have these, if you don't have a clear job description, if you don't have clear boundaries, what happens is you allow yourself to say yes and you get walked on and then what happens is... You start to blame others. You start to resent others. When in reality, it's not their fault. And it's important that we look ourselves in the mirror and first recognize who his God made us to be. Cherish that. Love ourselves the way God loves us. Agree with God. Look at ourselves in the mirror and say, Lord, if you made me in your image, if you've made me wonderfully, I agree with that today and I will honor and cherish myself in the way that you honor and cherish me. And then set boundaries. Understand, how do you set those boundaries? And so, setting boundaries, as we've talked about, is as simple as being able to say no from time to time. Or as practical, as saying, you know, I'm not sure about that. Let me think about that, and then come back to it. When I think about the situation with us roofing the house, I think, you know, we could have said, you know, let us talk about it, and we'll get back to you. It could have bought Allie and me some time to think think it through. Or we could have said, you know, It's not really uh, a good time for us to be doing that. We don't have a lot of time here in Hungary, and we need to be investing in these other projects that we've already started. Um, I'm sorry, we just can't help you. And that's okay. But I didn't know how to do that. And so my encouragement to you today as we talk about boundaries and and self-worth and people pleasing is learn how to say no from time to time. And allow yourself to, to say no more than you say yes from some, sometimes. And then you'll figure it out. The pendulum might swing where you say no too much, but then you can come back to center and balance it out. It's okay. It's okay to figure it out. And the result could be that you learn how to respect yourself and respect others. So that when you are saying yes, you're saying yes to something, whether it's at work or at church or at home, that is meaningful that is valuable, and that's putting you in the direction that you should be going. So, to conclude, it's important to value yourself. It's important to discover your own self-worth, not just on your own, but in looking at who God says you are. Secondly, it's important to understand how to set boundaries. There are plenty of resources out there on boundaries. We'll leave some in the show notes for this podcast. Discover what those are. How do you set boundaries? What are the fences you need to set in your life to protect your family, to protect yourself? But what are the gates where you can allow people to come in? You can make time on a Saturday to help a friend repair a busted pipe, or you can make time on a, on a Friday afternoon to, to, to go and help a friend roof their house, if that's what, if that's what you want to do and if that's something that, that you need to do. The point isn't that you should never roof someone's house. The point isn't that you should never help anybody around you. But the point is that if you're doing these things simply out of a out of a desire to please people, and simply out of desi- out of a desire to to win over relationships and win over friends, then maybe you should take a step back and ask yourself, why is it that I feel I need to do these things in order to please these people? Why is it that I feel my self-worth is wrapped up in whether or not I can help somebody? Cuz that's really the the last part of this, the effect of people-pleasing and understanding the why. So friends, I encourage you to to dig deep into your soul, to dig deep into your heart, to understand the the, the deeper places in you and explore more of your own self-worth. What it means to set boundaries. And how you can live the more, not by trying to just please others all the time, but by trying to be faithful to who God has made you to become, the mission or the vision that he's given you, and then step into the more that that God has for you. And so if you want to learn more about this, like I said, we will put some resources in the show notes. And uh, we have a weekly Live the More newsletter you can sign up for on our website, and we'll also put that link in the show notes. And this week, I would just encourage you to pray and explore and think about what it means to live the more with boundaries, with a high sense of self worth, and how God sees you, so that you can find your value and your worth not from what other people think of you, but from who God says you are and the person that He's made you to become and the life that He's made.